Welcome everybody to your favorite paranatural podcast, the Paranatural Cryptid Preservation Society. I'm your host, Sooth, and I am joined by my co-host and wonderful bestie life mate, Kellick. Hello. And tonight we are having Dylan join us for the lols. Yes. That's right. You can't get away from me. I know how to find you. <laughs> You'd be like Morgan Freeman. I can find you. I can, I can smell, smell you. you. <laughs> I would do that back in the day, playing like pod and stuff. It's like, I can smell you. <laughs> so creepy. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Tonight we are going to be talking about the cryptid, the chimera. And all of the wonderful things that are attached to said chimera. Yes. It's great. It's wonderful. It's creepy. It's all a little the, gross. All the hybridized <laughs> creatures of folklore. <laughs> D, all of the above. <laughs> and the list is long, so we're not going to actually be talking about all of them. That's true. That's true. Because it's entirely too much. Like, I mean, the chimera the gets around. Like there's well into the hundreds, I would say. Yeah, the chimera, so. the chimera got around. Okay, I'm not, um, I'm not by any means slut shaming. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, got a big family. The Zeus family. of the cryptic. <laughs> <laughs> That's one way to put it. PG <laughs> way, put it. <laughs> yeah, that, well, I mean, yeah. If you get it, you get it. <laughs> So the chimera uh, is one of them. The other one is, well, we've got the Anzu, which is the Sumerian version. We've got the griffin. We got the sphinx. We got the lion man. And then we've got a couple others like the manticore, uh, along with some future prophecies, ancient legends and myths and folklore and all of that. So I'm, of, very, I'm very excited. Yeah, it's it's right up your alley. It's a lot of, you know, doom and gloom. <laughs> <laughs> I do go for the doom and gloom, don't I? You really do. And I don't, you know, and I'm not saying that's like, it's so opposite of your personality because you're you're actually super like warm <laughs> and, and loving, you know, and then she's like, bring me all the stabbies. <laughs> bring me all the doom. I wonder what Freud would have to say about that. No, oh man, <laughs> Freud would be like, uh, "You are disturbed." Disturbed. We'll just leave, we'll just leave it at that. We are going to need a bigger notebook to cover this one. <laughs> no, oh my goodness! No. Okay, so let's let's explain what a chimera actually is in mythology and where it originated, or where they say it originated from. Okay, so the chimera originates from Greek mythology, and it was actually the offspring of Typhon and Echidna, with its sibling being Cerberus, and the Linarian hybrid, or I'm sorry, hybrid, Hydra. Mm -hmm. So that's where they came from, but... What do they look like? What are like what what are their oh. attributes? Oh, like okay, like I'm going to be honest with you, <laughs> chief, I don't know what 
Chimera's <laughs> mom and daddy look like. But the Chimera itself, like, could you imagine giving birth to something like that? I, 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 I see the whole like, time. The the meme of uh, what's his face holding the pigeons together and saying, "Now kiss." <laughs> Mike Tyson. Like, Mike Tyson. That, now kiss. Yes, <laughs> that's the that's what comes to my brain. It's yeah. like he's holding a lion and a goat and a snake and going, "Now kiss." Now make you out. <laughs> up there going, now, <laughs> now we're going to blend your DNA together and we're going to see what kind of abomination we can make. Pretty much. I mean, these things have the body of a lion, uh, the tail of a snake or a serpent, the head of a human, and like the claws, like they, they've got like almost like bird talons and then they've got a goat like just kind of stuck to the back yeah like, just random <laughs> it's a random goat head this. i'm here <laughs> yeah it's just a random goat head just you know Sticking i'm just along the for the ride <laughs> yeah and these things are like fire breathing monsters yeah now, well, in some cultures, it's also fire and water. Well, it's it's fire, it's water, it's brimstone, it's acid. I mean, like the the list is just insane. Like basically, they just breathe doom and destruction. <laughs> that is their breath. That's not going to help this breath. <laughs> it's not going to help. It's really not going to help. And that's why in some cultures, it's like a herald of like the end times, isn't it? Right. Uh, in biblical times, actually, both the chimera and the manticore are both listed in the same chapter in the book of Revelation, Revelation 9. Um, if you want, I have it here and I can read it. I can read the description of them. Yeah, come bring yeah, the door. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's read the best book in the Bible. Come on. Right? No. Okay. Argu arguably, it's definitely Job. okay. Job has got some gnarly stuff too. <laughs> Not even gonna lie, Job yeah. is like, wow. But didn't have to play right. a man dirty like that. <laughs> <laughs> that boy went anyway. through a lot. I, I I feel for him. But uh, yes. Anyway, moving anyway. on. <laughs> Ninth chapter, seventh verse. They are, they are explained as locusts. So now I'll get into that later. But the locusts looked like horses prepared for battle. On their heads, they wore something like crowns of gold, and their faces resembled human faces. Their hair was like women's hair, and their teeth were like, women, like lion's teeth. They had breastplates like breastplates of iron, and the sound of their wings was like the thundering of many horses and chariots rushing into battle. They had tails with stingers like scorpions, and in their tails they had power to torment people for five months. They had as a king over them the angel of the abyss, whose name in Hebrew is Abaddon, and in Greek is Apollyon, which translates to destroyer. Now, those are more the description of the manticore. 
It's the hybrid scorpion tail and human faces. And we'll get into more of the Persian mythology and the legend that goes with them shortly. But further down in chapter 17, there is the other part. And this goes into the Chimera territory. So it says, the horses and riders I saw in my vision looked like this. Their breastplates were fiery red, dark blue, and yellow. And yellow is sulfur, I'm sorry. Uh, the head of the horses resembled the head of lions, and out of their mouths came fire, smoke, and sulfur. A third of mankind was killed by the three plagues of fire, smoke, and sulfur that came out of their mouths. The power of the horses was in their mouths and in their tails, for their tails were like snakes, having heads with which they inflicted injury. So, that is more like the Chimera, or even almost the Sphinx. That's that's like end time stuff like oh absolutely well i mean i know Brings because it's in revelation but well like jebus right. could you imagine like a, a a giant grasshopper a giant locust breathing fire at you right now here's what it. here's it's what i found good. interesting in my research for this because it i i went down some rabbit trails and I was mm. like, okay, Apollyon, that sounds like Apollo. Is there any connection there? And as it turns out, there is. Because I know. <laughs> Apollo, so first of all, the uh, one of the descriptions of a chimera is uh, on a, not necessarily on a physical level with, as with like a creature, but as a duality of self. So like good and evil, like which wolf do you feed kind of thing. And like two sides of the same coin. Exactly. Yeah. And Apollo was known to have that duality, which I find interesting. Now, back in um, 67 AD, I mean, this is a recorded battle. In 67 AD, um, the 15th Legion of Rome, of the Roman army, attacked Israel. Now, this particular legion, their patron, was Apollo. And one of the sacred symbols of Apollo is a locust. See where I'm going with this? So, there may... And Apollo in the Iliad was actually... Um, described as being a plague and pestilence bringer. That was the other side of his coin. The The good side was like music and art and, you know, technology and all of this stuff that like was great. Big, huge ego. And then he well, shoots I mean, arrows he the and sun, I mean. spreads plagues. I bring the day. <laughs> I mean, so whatever. Whether there is actually a connection to Apollo in Revelation, that is purely con conjecture, and who knows if that's true. But I did find it interesting that John, who was at, at that around that time period, um. Lay, like used locusts as the description of these creatures and 
maybe it was the fact that the sheer amount of creatures uh, was like a plague of locusts. Because how do locusts come? They come in giant swarms. And eat everything in sight. And eat everything in sight. That's another good giant monster thing. They're a bunch of little tiny ones, and that's why they're so scary. See, I don't think these are tiny. Mm -mm. No, grasshoppers creep me all the way the hell out. Okay, grasshoppers, crickets. They get big. Have you seen a Georgia grasshopper before? Those are kind of scary. I'm not even going to lie. They're nightmare fuel, okay? They're like... Have you seen it before, Dylan? Have you seen a Georgia I believe so. I believe so. Giant, black and orange, humongous, like the size of your forearm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. they're like six inches long. Like, not even exaggerating. They're scary long. Creepy. Going out there with a baseball bat trying to get the grasshoppers away. I'm just saying, (laughs) and that's that's another good point that was made in in the chat here, that Apollo is big pharma. Mm -hmm. You know? He creates the disease and then sells the cure. (laughs) Right? I mean... That's so true. uh, Yeah. And... Which what I find was ego. <laughs> I'm, see, I'm just saying. I am the end all be all. All right, Apollo, whatever you say. I'm kidding. Apollo I'm kidding. Don't strike me. I'm, I'm kidding, Apollo. It's a joke. Please take a joke. Well, <laughs> your you're saving grace is that he might still be in the, in the bottomless pit. So, <laughs> you know, look here. Like, I, I wouldn't put anything past Apollo. Okay. Just, mm-hmm. I won't. I mean, I make jokes, but that's all there are. They're just (laughs) jokes, okay? (laughs) Now, here's one thing that, like, kind of got me. The second part, the, uh, uh, I'm sorry, uh, verse 17, where it was talking about the horses and the riders, and the horses being Sphinx. Now, there is actually a Sumerian picture that I found and I'll I'll post it in the Discord. Uh, but there's a Sumerian image of a sphinx with a rider on it. And pulling behind the 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 Sphinx is a chariot with another rider. But there is a woman standing on the Sphinx riding the Sphinx. And then there is a chariot pulling uh I believe it's Enlil. You know, Enki and Enlil from Sumerian mythology. So these things go all the way back to ancient Sumeria, which we're talking five, six thousand years. Mm-hmm. Now, the Sphinx is more like the that second part with the spewing fire and smoke and sulfur and that stuff, because that's what they were said to produce. Now, killing a third of mankind, that really blows. Like, that sucks. Like, well, Isn't that what the writers in the apocalypse are supposed to do? Death, pain, blood, blood, blah, blah, blah. What I, did find, what I did find interesting was that um, the, the chimeras or the uh, hybrid creatures coming out of a bottomless pit is actually not isolated to the Bible. I, no. I I learned that today. I yeah. I thought the Bible was like the main thing, but like no, they not only do, do was it said in the t- 
talked about in the Bible, but it was also talked about in like Chinese mythology. It was talked about in, um, gosh, what was it? Was it Slavic culture? I, I, I can't remember exactly. You know, I think it was Slavic, but I also think, and and of course, listeners, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Please correct me if I'm wrong. I think it's in Transylvania. I'm not 100% sure. It's really super interesting. There is a cathedral that is built around this giant like sinkhole thing, massive, and everything points inward towards this giant massive hole and they think it's the mouth of hell well that's disturbing yeah (laughs) yeah so i mean it's not just you know the christian bible that it's a part of um everybody has like apparently almost every continent has a giant mouth to hell thing there there's one in the middle east as well like you can drive out to it and like look over the edge into the giant pit of lava yeah, have you seen the videos of the workers that are around that giant sinkhole mouth of hell thing and oh. they're they can hear they've like recorded. Now, I mean, I'm just saying I'm 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 playing devil's advocate here and I'm just going to go with it and believe that it's true because I mean, there's so much technology out there that can fake this. Sure. But like it's voices. Like the voices are coming out yeah, of the giant yeah, they're coming out of the giant hole and there's like screams and yeah. calls for help in all different kinds of languages and like. Not only that, the people who live around that area obviously say the place is cursed and yeah. they say that if you do go out there, um, you can sometimes see ghostly specters uh, floating towards Negative. this this hole negative right i would now, i would sell it in an instant so bye on that, found that <laughs> ca- the castle you're talking about oh what's now, it called what's the name Oska of it castle Ooh. unless this is a completely different one and there's another mouth to hell somewhere is it in transylvania it's in the czech republic ah okay, okay. well interestingly enough uh in that same region let me scroll down a, a wee bit uh, in that same region, there is also a sphinx uh, carved out of the rock. And I am looking for it. I apologize. Ah, here we go. It is in Romania. Yeah, so we've got the one in Romania. We've got the one in Egypt. And then we've got the one in random of all places, Arizona. Utah. Utah. I keep getting Arizona and Utah <laughs> flipped because I know one of them has the Sphinx and the other one was the pyramids, right? Right. So okay. uh, it's always the, the Western states. <laughs> right, man. In, in Utah, I guess it's in that park with all those arches, like those natural formation arches. Mm-hmm. It might even be called Archway Park or something. I don't know. It's it's that you know that park over there. Everybody knows it. They, they've seen the pictures. It's you the know. place with the thing outdoors. <laughs> it's, it's the place with the thing in the place. Yeah. yeah there. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's in that general area. Now, uh, Arizona, in like the northern area of the Grand Canyon, there is supposed to be like a whole thing. Like there's a temple to Isis. There's um, like pyramids. The goddess, not and, the terrorist group. 
Correct. Yes. Thank you for (laughs) clarifying that. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, definitely worth clarifying. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) But yeah, so uh, that place, and interestingly enough, what they supposedly found in 1909, 1901, somewhere in that decade, they found entranceways into subterranean chambers where they had a mixture of cultural artifacts uh, ranging from um, like tiger's eye, like the whole floor was littered with polished tiger's eye. And then there was a a Buddha-like statue in the middle. And then uh, the statue was holding a lotus flower and something else. But the the lotus flower was more Egyptian, but then the other thing was... uh, I can't remember what the other what it was That's holding right. on the you other hand, but me. it was not Egyptian. It was like <laughs> uh, Buddhist or you know something along mm-hmm. those lines. And then the weaponry that they found, or supposedly found, allegedly, you. were copper weapons that Don't were that made of like cotton stuff. You know, I can smell a tempered you. copper harder than our <laughs> modern day steel. So copper, copper, isn't copper? No, wait, it's gold. gold? Copper. Copper is, is very copper. soft. Yeah. See, I was about to say it's like gold is soft, like very soft, and copper is supposed to be like one of the softest yeah. metals. And they and made weapons out of copper that was harder than steel. Yep. <laughs> it was in the Grand Canyon. Yeah. The the northern end of the Grand Canyon. What? Okay, wait. Isn't there a part... Around the same area of the Grand Canyon where they found There's the cave systems where people lived. That's that same place. It's that, that's what I thought. I thought that was it. And they were... Yeah. And look here. I I love Ancient Aliens. I don't Zeus know Zeus. if anybody else watches Ancient Aliens. Uh-huh. But I, I love it. <laughs> and in one of the episodes, the guy... With the big hair, PGA I can't remember his name. Zuclos? Yes, him. That guy. He was like doing his thing, you know, and I'm not saying it was aliens, but it was aliens. And he's he was speculating that the peoples that lived in those cave systems um were giant were taught by giant underground ants. See that and <laughs> now yeah. that sounds crazy and far fetched. However, the Hopi nation um mm-hmm. actually believes the same thing that yeah. it was those humanoid ant people that actually brought them to the surface from the inner earth right which isn't that far-fetched because i was just about to bring up the, the inner earth thing with the giant like oh lord goddess <laughs> help me what is the name of the big bug with the creepy eyeballs praying Pray, mantis. praying mantis yes, that one with yeah. the giant praying mantis i do not ever um, that one, that specific one, because I don't ever want to run into a giant praying mantis because they eat heads. I wonder what, and I, I would like to keep mine on my shoulders. I mean, giant ants. <laughs> yeah, giant ants aren't so bad, especially if it's like just sugar ants. I'll be all right with that one. Like giant sugar ants, they're like that's cool. Yeah. But like we are going to need a bigger notebook to cover this one. <laughs> <laughs> Look here. Now- now we've talked about inner earth in the past. We've yeah. talked about it extensively. Yeesh. But here's another spin on that inner earth thought. What if 
the bottomless pit that Revelation refers to is in the center of the earth. Because technically in the center of a sphere, there is no bottom. That's true. That's true. But yeah, or they, I could it, it could just, or the bottomless pit could be a portal into another world and CERN just opens it up and goes, hey, everyone, we brought back goodies. So, you know, I wouldn't put it past CERN to do some shady crap like that. I mean, yeah, I mean, they're opening ceremonies. There's a lot of shady stuff going on. I don't want to get into it too much because I, I don't want to, you know. Look here, I know it's a, I know it's a conspiracy theory, okay? And this is not, topic. this is not paranormal umbrella, and this is, I, I, I know that, but it's just their opening ceremonies are creepy. Okay, yeah. they are strange. They call it performance art. Mm-hmm. Mike, Mike Tyson. So. Now, Keith. <laughs> who else does performance art? You know who else does performance art? Midsummer. Oh, uh, I love that movie, though. I love that movie. I just watched that movie again. The other for the record, I have not seen it. <laughs> I have not seen that movie, nor will I ever see that movie. But you, but you have to. There's only, there's only like, okay, wait. I was gonna say there's only one part where it's like super gory, yeah. but there's like hard pass. There's probably about there's probably about three minutes of the movie altogether where it's like super gory. Yeah. But mm-hmm. there's yeah. one part of that movie that makes me cry every time I watch it. Every time I watch I'm it, here. it makes me <laughs> sob like a baby. And it's the part where and I, and I'm probably gonna ruin it for you, but you pr- you're not gonna watch it anyway. I, I spoiler alert. For everyone Spoilers. else listening, I, I couldn't care less if you spoil anything. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Gonna, I'm if never going to see it. If you have not seen Midsummer, then you should probably just like mute for a second and just not listen to me. Just <laughs> just give me 10 seconds of your time. Um, it's when she's crying and she runs to um, from one building. I'm not going to tell you what's going on in the building. It, that makes you cry. She runs to the other breath. building where they all sleep communally. Okay. Where all the, the young ones sleep communally. And that's where she was staying during her brief time there. And um, she runs in there crying and the, the women of the community come with her and she they all like are soothing her right and she's like hysterical and she like crawls from the bed onto the floor and one of the women is like looking her in the eye on the floor with her like (laughs) six or seven women like around her and they're all like touching her like laying hands on her you know and she's like (laughs) sobbing and staring at this woman who's in front of her and they all start sobbing with her like they match her energy and they're all like crying and like sobbing and moaning with her in her grief you know (laughs) and that just that little scene right there like that one minute minute and a half scene was incredible to me it was super (laughs) emotional for me so i know some like cults specialists were like what no some, like some cult specialists you know were just like looking at that scene and they were like this is how they get you you know this is how they get you into a cult blah 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 and i'm like look here it's just i don't feel like that i don't feel like that when i see that scene i feel like this is like 
a bonding moment where she can someone is finally seeing her you know and finally seeing her grief and taking it seriously and grieving with her even though they don't know the extent as to why she's grieving so so badly mm-hmm. well tap me in okay tap me in i'm going even if it's just for emotional support here i am hi i mean it's a commune out in the middle of nowhere that you know practice the old religion and i'm just like you know i can dig it i can dig i can dig the emotional support i can dig it so count me in i guess i'm a cultist now (laughs) i mean do i have one I don't know if I have one of those. <laughs> Might have given it up at an early age. <laughs> anyway, I totally digress. That 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 whole movie is it's just I love that movie. It's a great movie. It's supposed to be a psychological thriller, and you know it is. But I related to it. I'm telling you, dude, it's so good. We're gonna. Well, I created a movie night channel in our Discord so that we can do screen sharing for movie nights for horror movies and cryptid based movies and all of that stuff. So maybe one day we'll have to watch Midsummer in there. That is all you guys. <laughs> I will join you with Ernest Goes to Camp or, <laughs> you know. Like I, I'm good with the comedies and yeah, Dumb and Dumber. That's another one I'd be totally fine with. <laughs> oh, see, no, I, I can't even do that. I, I watched. She nope. can't do. She can't do gory. Nope. Everything. She can't do anything. Yeah, there's a lot. Are you get kind of gore in Evil Dead? No, absolutely not. Do not. Don't. None of the Evil Deads are for you. No. It's all gore. It's all gore. You can't do it. Hard pass. Hard pass. (laughs) Yeah. Drop Dead Fred. That's another good one. I love Drop Dead Fred. (laughs) It's not a horror movie. It's a great movie, but, you know. Anyways, we digress. Oh, my God. I pulled us all the way into last Tangent. I went... Oh man, I'm so sorry. Back to the chimera. The chimera with the the doom and gloom and all that. So, reining it back in. So... (laughs) The earliest mention, okay, this is the earliest uh, evidence that we have of chimeric creatures was not actually found in a place that you would think, like Egypt or, um, you know, places like that where sphinxes and, you know, hybrid humanoid creatures are found. This was found in a cave in Germany. And it actually, it was a carved piece of ivory that date, that was carbon dated 35,000 to 41,000 years ago. So what was going on all those many years ago that somebody would have carved out a lion-headed humanoid? I'd like to know. I have so many questions. I have so many questions about our past, especially well, about I mean, the United he pulls States. Sorry, dead. The land of the dead, for real. Like, why are we one referred to as the land of the dead in right? folklore? 
Well, yeah. I mean, that's true. But at the same time, it's like the United States just didn't blip into existence 240 some odd years ago. It, it, it was here forever. So like, right. I want to know how come we don't get to know? How come we don't get to know? I hope I get to know one day. But like, I hope so- you don't get sniped down in your living no. room when you find out. <laughs> the, the manticore. Yeah. <laughs> the manticore has actually been uh, placed in America so not as well. Giant North America. There are a bunch of little tiny ones. And that's so, so I mean, they, of course it has. Now, the manticore <laughs> originally was documented in Persia. And I honestly, I tried to research and I couldn't find much in terms of actual, well, I don't want to say actual sightings because nobody really has those these days, but Mm. um, the the accounts of uh, the manticore in the, in North America, I I couldn't find any, but Mm -hmm. it was mentioned that, that they have been seen here. Now, they are supposedly very rare. Going out there with a the baseball bat trying to get the grasshoppers away. <laughs> and also in Brazil and Indonesia. So these things are in a lot of places. Now, the difference between, like, say, mm-hmm. the manticore and the chimera. The chimera's got the goat head randomly placed on the back of a lion body with a human head and Which ties snake back to tail. Ego. <laughs> but the manticore is actually a, a little bit better put together it's only got one head instead of three. apollo is the g-man <laughs> well i wouldn't go that far <laughs> that's the, isn't the manticore the one that has the tail of a scorpion yeah well kind of yes um so it does have the tail of a scorpion but it the original persian text says that it's the tail is spiked more so like a porcupine and that it can shoot the spikes like arrows and that it prefers to attack from afar flinging the spikes which have a uh what do you call it wow my brain just goes mushy sometimes uh it's a venom that um paralyzes so it paralyzes you so you can't go anywhere Oh, yeah. And if it misses, it just replaces the spike and throws another one. Of course. Yeah. Yes, very much so. Because these guys, they hide in the bushes and they peek up their humanoid faces above the bushes and sing this nice, beautiful song that sounds like a mixture of a flute and a horn. See... You, you remember when we had the discussion, this was in the way back, because I don't know if anybody knows, but this is our 51st episode. 51 okay? episodes. 51 episodes. Um, but in the way back, I believe it was uh, Kellick and Sacred were having a discussion about how they would go into the woods if they heard a baby crying because it's a baby. They think it's a baby. So they would go, they would go rescue the baby. I have a feeling... Knowing your musical background, Kelly, that if you heard some flutes. <laughs> if I hear flutes in the middle of the woods, I'm leaving. I'm running as fast as I can go. <laughs> no bueno. <laughs> I'm just telling you, I'm just, I feel like this is something where you're going to be like, music? I like music. 
See, no. Uh-uh. You're just going to toddle all over. Music playing randomly in the woods is not something you follow. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> Nothing good comes from that. I would be more... I think it would be more me that would follow music and just be like, somebody's having a party somewhere. I'm going <laughs> to join it. Now, um, look, <laughs> I'm telling you, that's why I would make such a good cultist. <laughs> Drums and fire. Yeah, I do actually. Col- oh, just dig- drums and fire out in the middle of nowhere. It's it sounds like a good time to me. But baby, here's, here's what gets me about the whole like ambush predator thing. All right, the, this manticore he pops his head up over the over the the grass and is like, "Hey, I'm just a normal human. Why don't you come over here and uh, hang out with me?" Then it smiles and it has Mm-mm. three ro- three rows of teeth. <laughs> and even that humanoid face is exactly as it says, humanoid. It does not look very <laughs> It looks like it looks like Hannibal Lecter had some leftover faces and just kind of patched it together and then stretched it over a skeletal form. It has three That's rows of teeth. Not- it has a face that resembles a human. That's not and funny has blue or gray eyes and a beard. No. Oh boy. What uncanny mm. Oh yeah, I heard that theory. There's a reason why we're afraid of things like dolls. Like people have fear of dolls and mannequins because of that. Like, well, yeah, right. But see, it you you don't figure that out until it's too until you're too close to it. Now mm-hmm. here here's the one saving grace. Should you happen to be in the woods alone, you might actually have a chance at surviving. I, I found that I now. Found the, ca- the castle. I say alone specifically because I'll the manticore castle, unless has a, a, mouth to hell a affinity towards it's in the Czech uh, Republic. humans. It it likes man meat. It likes <laughs> to eat the humans. <laughs> But here's the thing. Here's the thing. It it likes one person is generally not enough for its ravenous appetite. So rather than consuming the one person, it will actually lie in wait for two to three victims, which it will then pounce on, dispatch quickly with its tail and its three rows of teeth, and then consume everything. And I mean everything. Meat, bones, clothing, hair, everything. That's one <laughs> nasty poop. It's always the western states. <laughs> uh, right. That's, that's a big forest poop. Now, they they did say, and this is part of the, the Persian lore, is that the children would actually, like, Human children would go out into the woods. Why parents would let their children go, I don't know. (laughs) But I digress. This is Sparta! (laughs) The children... (laughs) 
<laughs> well, their their job was to actually go out, find baby manticores, and step on their tails and crush them so that the they didn't the grow. So the baby manticores would, <laughs> wouldn't grow up to have access to their tail. You know, their tail is- wouldn't function properly. Right. right okay hold on hold on because didn't you mention earlier that the like natural like nemesis of a manticore is an elephant yes so do you think that maybe this is why the manticore doesn't futz with the elephant it could be elephants are no joke they will stop anything like they don't care they're like yeah. the honey badger of giants that's true. I watched a video where an elephant was just like really, really pissed off at a crocodile and it just yes messed that crocodile up. In my personal humble opinion, the lion is fierce. It is a scary predator, but the elephant should be the king of the jungle. I'm just the I'm, elephant and the hippopotamus. That's right. You can't yes. get away from me. I know how to find you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like it's. El- and elephants ele- are gnarly like they are and they love humans I they see humans as little pets like you know how like humans do that cats? Day, elephants like pick a favorite human elephants will you. travel miles <laughs> and miles out of their way to visit the bones of their dead and they actually have graveyards that like, is incredible i love elephants elephants are cool I love hippopotamuses too because they're just as dangerous, man. They look like huge, lovely water cows, but they will, oh my goodness. Until they swallow you. Yes, murderous water cows. Along with your vehicle. (laughs) They'll just, they they won't even pull you out of your car. They'll just eat your whole damn car. (laughs) They'll just take it all. There's way too many. Hungry, hungry hippo. Oh, you're in a boat? (laughs) <laughs> we're gonna need a bigger boat it's like it's like going through the drive-thru it's a to-go human it's like the sushi bo- the, the sushi uh... yeah, the sushi boats at the sushi PGA restaurant <laughs> but it's a car it's, it's, we're gonna take this family of four <laughs> their sunscreen is dipping sauce <laughs> <laughs> this is vegan, right? <laughs> oh, oh Here, my goodness. Oh, here's what I'm... gets me about hippos. Like, <laughs> hippos, they're just pissed off. Like, they are herbivores. They're herbivores. They don't even eat humans. They just don't care. They don't like anything. They're just like, oh, you're. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Could you imagine? I've only got the palate for, for a salad, but I re- I want meat. <laughs> Have you seen that video of the guy who who does the interpretations of plants? And he was the the Venus flytrap, and he was like, what, "I woke up I today and chose violence. To I don't want water. I want food. <laughs> that's that's why they're so angry. All they want is a cheeseburger, and they can't have it." <laughs> we, we are going to need a bigger notebook to cover this one. Oh, I love little nightmares. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what a hippo wants. It just can't because it doesn't have the teeth for it. Poor thing. Because <laughs> it, it wants a cheeseburger. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness! Oh. I, I feel like hippos should be added to the don't don't mess with them list for the manticore. Like, I, I feel like yeah. they should be included in that. Yeah, could you imagine? the death roll but it's a hippo just i'm just mad today i'm just mad i woke up on the wrong side of the lake of the watering hole and now i'm just gonna take you all with me (laughs) (laughs) can i just say that both hippos and elephants have the cutest feet they're ginormous but they're so cute they're like toenails and stubs Yes, toenails and stubs, exactly. It's it's adorable. I love elephants. And I, I'm time. coming to feel like a hippo may be more my like spirit animal than anything else on this earth because they are frightening and pleasantly Mike, Mike, plump. Mike Tyson. And that, is also, <laughs> that is also I. I am pleasantly plump and frightening. <laughs> <laughs> No, they move real fast, dude. Hippos, especially in the water, can keep up with speedboats. They, they are. Oh my gosh, you've got for those listening, you have to like Google uh, hippo chasing a speedboat. It is scary. It's it's terrifying. They some they're like a quarter mile away, and they're like bloop. They submerge, (laughs) and then all of a sudden, like five minutes later, they like come up like this submarine like <laughs> in attack position behind the boat just like oh, I'm gonna take I'm, you I'm coming for you <laughs> I'm here. little like ribbon ears at the top all flippy and stuff they're too entirely too small for their head like entirely too small for the attack hippo okay <laughs> <laughs> oh hi <laughs> meanwhile this, the guys on the speedboat are like we're gonna need a bigger boat <laughs> that's that's just more it's more humans to go <laughs> that's what we that's what we call a quick meal okay i'm just gonna have a quick little it's snack that's not gonna help this <laughs> <That's fast food>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh talk about tangents I swear this podcast is about chimeras, y'all. <laughs> oh my goodness. And in okay, but there, here's a little thing though. It's a little in, incesty. Okay, it's a little incesty. So we know that the chimera had siblings, right? I don't know what their mom and daddy looked like. I can't tell you. I don't know. There's not a description for them. But they had their mom and daddy had several children okay and (laughs) the two children the the chimera and the chimeras i'm gonna assume brother named uh orthrus and cerberus yeah and uh yeah well there was uh the the lernian hydra Orthrus and Cerberus. And (laughs) the uh, Chimera was just like, I choose you, and threw their Pokemon ball and caught their brother. And we're just like, you know what? Let's get it on. Brown chicken, brown cow. And then they had children, which is the Neiman Lion and the Sphinx. Like, I never knew that the Chimera was the, the mama daddy of the Sphinx. 
And for the record, the Neiman lion is the body of a human, but the head of a lion. And that is actually what they found, that little ivory statue that was carved. They found in the German the lion man. cave. Yeah, yeah, the lion man. That's a Neiman lion. So, okay, so what you're telling me is, is that it's just kind of like, <laughs> it's it's genetic roulette. Pretty much. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's only got one branch and no roots, y'all. <laughs> now, yeah, I, I believe so. Uh, yeah, I think Heracles went up against the Neiman Lion and took it down because it's. Well, yeah, but apparently, like the the pelt or something was like impenetrable, so he had to be like crushed to death. And that's how Heracles like, like won that battle. He crushed it to death. Right. If I'm remembering correctly, that's what, well, what he did. So Heracles, um, I was actually reading this story earlier. The lion that he fought was supposed to be like just a straight up lion, right? But its fur was like protective. And so the it was impenetrable. No human weapons could kill it. So... What he, what uh, Hercules eventually, or Heracles did was um, he actually killed it with his own bare hands by um, strangulation. And then after it was killed, he was like, well, I'm going to take this, this pelt back as proof. Right. So he goes to like, you know, remove the pelt and he can't cut the hide. He's like, well, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> and so because this lion its its claws were sharper than any um, weapon that humans had. Um, it was suggested by a goddess that um, explains everything. It's used, a ginger, probably. He used yeah. the the lion's own claw to actually do to remove the carcass or to remove the pelt, and so that's how he got the pelt and brought it back. And he wore that, continued to wear that pelt as his armor. I mean, that makes sense. You look so. majestic and you can't be killed. I mean, come on. Yeah. And did you... <laughs> <laughs> the, and the summer collection. <laughs> did you know that the manticore also had a cousin? The the man tiger? Oh, yeah, I read that. The man tiger. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it's a turducken. <laughs> We, okay. have, we have found the turducken of the cryptid world y'all don't worry don't worry we found it if you were ever wondering what the turducken if you were ever wondering what the turducken of the cryptid world is we found it it's right here thundercats oh. Oh. <laughs> oh oh my goodness so Lutfield. this man tiger or man tiger um <laughs> <laughs> it just sounds so weird. <laughs> oh my god! They had monkey-like feet of those of a baboon, short horns on its head, tusks like an elephant, uh, and the name man tiger has nothing to do with tigers. <laughs> of course it has. Of course it has parts of a baboon. Right? I mean, why just not? Nobody more... else 
just to make it more scary. Like, nobody nobody else in his family tree has baboon in it, but it's just gonna be. It just decided when it crawled out of the womb today. I am gonna be part baboon, (laughs) but you will call me a tiger. (laughs) You know what? Let's make it even more scary by letting it climb trees. So no. you really have nowhere to run. No. I mean, he pulls the sun. <laughs> is it also a carnivore? I bring or is it day. an omnivore? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's a it's a carnivore. Oh uh, yeah, that figures. That figures. That and is ca- that is pure nightmare fuel. Okay, <laughs> like 100% <laughs> nightmare fuel. I don't know about that one. I don't know about that one. Can I just can I just say that the the hybrid creature that befuddles me the most? Okay, you've got the manticore, you've got the griffin, you've got the sphinx, you got all these crazy cool beings, these hybrid creatures. Giant monster thing, the mosh podge of the cryptid world. You know what gets me parts. out of all of those? What gets me the most? <clears throat> what? The flipping platypus. The platypus? Let's just ex- I believe so, yeah. <laughs> let's just uh, let's dive into this for a second because I'm really curious. You've got the bill of I a duck, so. which I happens so. to be fuzzy, like furry. <laughs> Not only that, can I just say that the this mm-hmm. duck bill also is able to detect electric electric impulses like a shark out there with a underwater bat trying to get the grasshoppers away <laughs> that's how they hunt they glow in the dark they're, they're covered in fur they're the males are venomous they lay eggs they've got a beaver tail mm-hmm. like come on what the hell are they <laughs> oh my god the hubs the, just said that the baby platypus is called a puggle. Which ties oh, back God. to his ego. That is adorable. <laughs> that is adorable. That is so flipping cute. Like Apollo is the genius. The platypus was considered a cryptid up until it's just up until somebody finally brought one back and was like, "Ha! I told you I wasn't lying. These <laughs> things are weird." <laughs> <laughs> Perry the platypus. Why do? do do. Why do we have a platypus? Well, if we want to go into Stranger Things here, what about the giraffe? Okay, there. There. What was the that one show? Miracle Workers. Have you? Please tell me you guys have seen Miracle Workers. I have not. I have. It is amazing. Um. Oh, what's his? What's his face? Uh, I can't think of his name right now. Uh, the guy who was riding the rocket in Armageddon. Okay. I can't think of his name. I can but, see his face. Yeah, yeah. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah. So he's God. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Steve Buscemi. Yes. Thank you. You're Steve welcome. Buscemi. It wasn't me who did it. It was, it was Big Red. In the comments, stop fighting with your mic. Thank you. Stop fighting your mic. Okay, <laughs> stop fighting your mic. <laughs> so, this is going to war over there. <laughs> so, Steve Buscemi is like, he basically talks about the giraffe as a dog with a leg for a neck. 
He's like, I'm just like his family was wondering what he was thinking. So, so at the dinner table, God is talking to his family and they're like, so what is this giraffe? He's like, well, you know, I thought it'd be fun. Like, oh, sorry. Yeah. Reading, reading chat here. <laughs> it's just but yes, it it's, it's a, it's a <laughs> dog so with a, a dog with a leg for a neck. And it's no, and their horns exactly. They have no point. Yes, no point. they're just little. They're just little. They're, they're furry nubs. <laughs> <laughs> and can I tell you that a giraffe's neck is like? Have you seen a giraffe fight? Please tell me something. I have. I have seen. I have seen a giraffe Boy, drop. Dylan. I have seen a giraffe drop kick yes. a lion with its head yes. it's using so its leg, using its neck as a leg. I have seen it drop kick a lion. <laughs> yes, because they they whack each other like they swing their their heads on their long ass necks and then they're just like wrecking ball like. <laughs> they're bringing Hannah Montana with them, just like bam! <laughs> I can't even like a wreck. <laughs> and that's all I can picture now. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, there. Nature, nature is really weird and twisted. Like yeah, when you look at no a giraffe kidding. and a platypus, is it really that far of a stretch to imagine like a humanoid animal? Like, or you know, parts with a baboon. I mean, right. why not? Because why not? Like, why not? Now, Keith, it's. <laughs> <laughs> Smush. Now smush together. Smush yourselves together. I I feel like Yeah, I've heard about that. <laughs> no. Mother Nature, you scary. A little bit of this and a little bit of that and a dash of this and a pinch of that. Let's give it spots. I don't think it looks pretty enough. Let's just give it spots. It'll be great. Oh my goodness. We are like so gone. I'm sorry, y'all. Hey, you know what? This has been fun. I have enjoyed this. While there are so, so many to talk about and yeah. Like I, they I just, that, that we will the link them all in our Discord for everyone yeah. to listen to or to, to look Unless at. This is a completely different one. Um, do your research. The nature was it's wacky. In the Czech Republic. Nature it was, was twelve thousand eight hundred years ago and beyond. Heck, even just go five thousand years. Just round even five thousand years just ago. Out here, just making whatever. And stuff starts. Stuff starts getting real weird. Like, I I feel like we were just all Legos back then. And like, Legos. we were all Lego. And they were like, you know what? I think these feet would go great with this body. And I think this head would go great with this neck. And like, God is a two-year-old. With Legos. With Legos. Or for the diehard Lego fans, it's not Legos, it's Lego. 
Lego. Lego my waffle. Always the Western States. <laughs> Lego TM. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. That was ridiculous, y'all. We were ridiculous. I don't think anybody here learned anything about a chimera <laughs> like at all. There's look, I, before we close this, like dumpster fire of a podcast that we put together tonight <laughs> i'm just <laughs> i'm just gonna say that there is there is a i mean aside from the chimera and the manticore and the sphinx and and all of the wonderfulness platypus um there hippo. is the hippo there's actually like a medical condition called chimerism yes and it's a real scientific term. Yeah. And it's when it, a baby is derived from four gametes, one egg, and one sperm for each embryo. So basically a twin who devours the other twin, and that twin just kind of is like a host. They just kind of share the same body because... <clears throat> and, well, and this actually happens all throughout nature because yeah. um, whether it's people... Um, or cats it, when you see like individuals with like two different colored eyes that's be that's what causes that like yeah especially and in like cats where you know you've got litters of six to eight there's more of a chance of you know one of them passing yeah and, and then just gets food. absorbed yeah becomes food in utero and just you know gets absorbed i think it's fascinating we are by no means making fun of anyone with that chimera no. okay the chimerism it's fascinating to me and That's i'm sure right. it's extremely difficult me. there was one um story i was reading <laughs> where the the wife of someone who had chimerism and I didn't know that they had chimerism you. gave birth and Don't they did a DNA day, test like and it didn't match the father. Oh, wow. Yeah, it matched the <laughs> DNA of the absorbed baby, the other absorbed embryo that was absorbed into the father. So he literally had two different types of DNA living inside of him. And it was his twins, pretty much. It was the, it was so, the, the baby in utero. It was that. It was that baby that's crazy right and in some cases um they have like a defining line on their body <laughs> somewhere huh. on their body where it will show that it was absorbed interesting it's, yeah it's insane if you look into it it's it's an amazing <clears throat> amazing thing it's complete i mean i'm mother nature scary but i mean it does some amazing stuff so i mean yeah. I'm not, I can't speak for somebody who has chimerism. You know, I've never actually met someone with chimerism before, but <laughs> well, it's just, it's fascinating to me. And think about it. Okay. See, PGA this just kind of clicked in my head here. You've got um, beings like Sleipner, for instance, the eight legged horse. Well, right. all you need are two horses in, in the womb and you've all of a sudden got eight legs potentially. Yeah. Yeah. So, the we talk about these like myths and legends and you know there is potential there just due to the craziness of mother nature that these beings or these creatures actually existed at some point yeah i so, mean it's it's pretty cool like 
Yeah, that's true. And so, yeah, thank you for for coming and being a part of this wonderful <laughs> uh, podcast, this dumpster fire of a podcast that we put together <laughs> for you tonight. <laughs> hey, if it if we're having fun, if we're having fun, to, was it really? It, it was worth it. It was. Yeah. Uh, have you ever been to a dumpster fire? Hey. A it's dumpster fun. fire sounds fun. I wonder what it's fun. Wonder what <laughs> okay, just don't roast marshmallows that. over it, though. No. <laughs> so anyway, thank you so much for being here. Don't forget to join us next we, week, Wednesday, for we are going another to need a bigger amazing dumpster fire podcast for another cryptid. <laughs> and um, we will not be having a paranormal umbrella this week. It will pick up next week. Um, where we're going to be doing parts 11 and 12 of the reading of the creepypasta and we will be having a special guest join us for those two readings and then the following PU is going to be on exorcisms and the effect that they have on society and mainstream media and how they basically create like more than 50 percent of our horror movies that are out there Um, So yeah, thanks for joining us tonight. Don't forget to grab your salt, check under your bed, get your favorite whoopee and turn the nightlight on because you do not want a baboon ass looking manticore (laughs) sneaking up on you in the middle of the night. So love your faces. No tail spikies for Jill. So uh, thank you. Love your faces. Have a wonderful rest of your week. Have a good night, everyone. Bye-bye. Mike Tyson, Mike Tyson, now <laughs> <laughs>